Welcome to the Not Your Usual Cancer podcast. My name is Lauren and last year when I was 39, I was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer. I have ADHD, I'm a creative type, an entrepreneur, Reiki practitioner and astrologer and I've run my own coaching business and membership for the last few years. I take a psycho-spiritual intuitive approach in all that I do and it was no different when dealing with this diagnosis. I knew that I wanted to do things my own way to self-advocate and combine alternative healing methods alongside the surgery and chemo. In this podcast, I'll be sharing what I've learned along the way and what helped me get through the really dark moments. It's not your usual cancer podcast because I'll be integrating the spiritual, alternative and creative approaches and changing the narrative on what having cancer looks like. I believe in empowering people to listen to their bodies and trust their intuition if something doesn't feel right. Let's experiment and find joy and fun again and release the heaviness that going through cancer can bring. Hello and welcome to this episode. So if you are listening live as it were or following along with the podcast you may have noticed it's been a few weeks uh, since the last episode I think almost a month um, when I'm recording this anyway so I actually wanted to draw attention to that because it's the way I work and <laughs> I'm I'm allowing myself I suppose to go on this journey with this podcast and also with the recovery from cancer and just seeing like what comes up and allowing myself time to heal and time to process things. And what I really notice about that is that healing isn't linear. Um, It's not something that we journey from, from A to B and there's like a gradual nice increase in overall healing and wellness. It's definitely something that, you know, comes in waves, I guess, similar to grief in a way. You can be okay for like weeks or think you're okay and then suddenly something comes up and you just realise, oh, actually I'm not okay. All of those little niggles, little things that have been coming up, I've just sort of been putting in a little box in my brain and actually now it's time to unpack that box because it's getting very full. So um, what I've been doing the last few weeks is just giving myself space and time. So since I've finished uh, the part-time work that I was doing, I've just had that m- much more space and um, yeah, it's allowed allowed things to come up. And what I guess I want to share around that is that, yeah, healing isn't linear and that we need to just give ourselves space every now and again, because I think going through everyday life, you just... We all have a tendency to just sort of, you know, carry on, muddle through, um, especially if you've got kids and there's, you know, the daily routine, the school run, you just sort of get on with it and put your head down and think, you know, if things come up, oh yeah, I'll deal with that later. But we do need to make sure that there is a later where we're actually giving space and time for things to come up. Um, And I am a big believer in feeling all our emotions. I mean, maybe not the second they come up because it's not always appropriate but I think we need to give space for them to come out at some point so um, I was just looking through my diary and I realized that I've been away 
since I finished uh, active treatment on chemotherapy, which was about 10 months ago now, I've been away uh, four times by myself. And by myself, I mean without family, husband, just gone away either to an organised retreat or just away by myself or away to meet a friend. But just taking that time away from the daily routine to just sit with things and just see what comes up because actually, I don't know about you, but I'm so good at tucking things away for later that it takes time. It takes a few days to actually, for your body and your mind to realise that it's actually okay to let these things come up to be processed. I think it's a healthy thing to do that we need to express our feelings, whatever they are, like even if they're not pretty feelings, it might mean you need to have a really good cry with loads of snot. It might mean you realise there's some anger coming up and you want to somehow release that anger. You know, we are, I suppose, especially women from a young age, taught to you basically be people pleasers, to not not look angry, not, you know, express ourselves that way. But actually, it's healthy to express all our feelings <laughs> if we can just find the right space to do so, I believe. So um, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about today is just giving that space, recognising that healing isn't linear, especially, you know, I was mapping out what I call like a wellness map. So if you imagine, so if you've been through a cancer diagnosis, just drawing like where was your general wellness like as a line so one line for your physical wellness and one line for your mental wellness and if those are lines like just mapping the ups and downs so for me um physically uh I think the diagnosis sort of was like a punch in the face from the universe but uh mentally I felt I felt okay and like I immediately went into like going to get through this it's going to you know I'll be in survivor mode um you know all of the I think my my faith my spirituality definitely helped me sort of just think you know this has happened just to find acceptance around it rather than going into sort of victim mode I definitely didn't do that for those first few weeks it was all about getting through that real switch into survivor mode um so mentally I actually felt okay but you know, that's because I wasn't really letting the the really dark feelings come up because I wasn't able yet. I just had to get through, as we all do, go into survivor mode. So I would say mentally, I sort of even felt a bit stronger. Um, I mean, I found the surgery incredibly hard. It was very painful. It was not a pleasant experience. And yeah, being in the hospital and those first few days after having a bowel resection, basically you're just waiting to see if your bowels respond negatively and then basically refuse to digest any food and make you sick and then they have to deal with that. So that wasn't fun. <laughs> that really wasn't fun. But it actually really wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, it was just the pain management really for from the surgery scars. But yeah, I think it I think it helps as an exercise to just map out your overall journey, um, both mentally and physically, because I think there's a big difference between those two lines. So I would see the physical line was, you know, declining through surgery, then sort of gradually improving, um, and then starting chemo. 
uh, definite decline. And then just that little, as I, as I did the chemo cycles, like feeling worse the week after chemo and then sort of gradually feeling better again and then it'd be time for the next cycle. So that sort of pattern. And then after chemo, feeling, yeah, still quite rubbish for about a month. And then gradually my sort of physical wellness, it's, I, I suppose physical wellness generally is more more linear than mental um but yeah mentally I would say it was really strong especially through through all of that difficult time because it had to be that's what got me through um but I would say after the treatment finished and I was given in inverted commas the all clear basically we've done all we can off you go (laughs) um that's when mentally I found it the hardest when everything, you know, you have that time and space for things to catch up with you, like, oh my goodness, what have I just been through? Um, And I think that's not really spoken about enough that actually mentally after finishing treatment, like when everyone's like, oh, yay, congratulations, you've got the all clear, you must be so happy. And like, yes, it is a big milestone, definitely. But that's when everything catches up with you mentally and actually you start feeling, yeah, really... I really really down about things and really like oh my goodness what have I just been through can I ever trust my body again like and especially for me post-surgery there's all sorts of strange aches and pains that yeah you can't help but worry about but actually just realizing that it's your body recovering from surgery rather than anything else but yeah it's I was thinking this the other day it's actually quite funny that as humans we are we're living in this body that we if you think of it like a machine we we, we're given control of this machine but we actually don't know what's going on in it a lot of the time like we have clues we have our intuition we have feelings but a lot of those feelings like the random pains and especially as women if you have a monthly cycle and like a monthly pain is seen as normal like it's very hard to know what pain is normal pain? What pain is not normal pain? What should I be worried about? Um, I do think in the future, uh, technology will get to a point where we're sort of able to almost have more of a, a computerized view of our body. Like we can, we'll be able to put in like little nano robots, I guess, that can go around and just give us a report on our overall health and be, we'll just be able to know like what, what our status is. But at the moment we just have to deal with the fact that we a lot of the time have to just trust that our body is doing the best it can do um we are living in a modern world which actually our bodies weren't really designed for um we're eating diets that they're not really designed for so for me it's definitely been a journey of thinking how can I best support my body but also not beating myself up um, every time I eat a piece of chocolate or every time I look back over my diet for the day, I'm like, maybe that wasn't the best, but we can't, yeah, you can't live life perfectly and, you know, judge every single meal or everything that passes your mouth as, you know, whether it's going to help you or not. Like obviously take responsibility and do the best that you can, but yeah, it doesn't actually help with anxiety levels if you're, yeah, getting really, really anxious about whatever you eat, especially for me um, with bowel cancer and, you know, it being in that area of my body, I'm very aware that I want to 
yeah, do the best that I can, but also I'm not going to, it's not going to help me to beat myself up. Um, you know, life is for living and enjoying. And if I'm eating, you know, in inverted commas, a perfect diet, I don't feel like I'm fully living. So there's a definite balance to be found around that. And actually, I'm going to do a separate episode talking about my experiences going through uh, Zoe. So the Zoe health test is uh, something that I finished. Well, I'm just going through the sort of post-test period now. So um, it's not cheap, I will say that. But basically, um, you do some tests. So you send off a stool sample, a blood sample, um, and then you wear a blood glucose sensor monitor thing. Um, and that you sort of log what you eat and it, it analyzes your blood sugar responses. So I am in the process of actually learning what works best for my body. And I think that's, yeah, that's something that is a huge priority for me. And so far the results are not as expected. So I will do a separate episode because there's lots to talk about there. But I think just being aware that we can only do the best that we can do and that we're not going to be on this magical A to B journey of, you know, feeling awful to like gradual, nice linear prog- progress to feeling better. But actually, there's going to be times where you have a dip, whether that's mentally or physically. Um, and just recognising that, yeah, I think we beat ourselves up because we think it should be a linear process, but it really, really isn't. It is various cycles whether it's chemo cycles or just generally like you we go through cycles of going into survivor mode and then sort of not processing emotions and then it just gets to a point where they just need to come out there's a bit of a cycle with that so just having that awareness and softness for yourself in allowing those to come out and like I say I think going away it depends on your personality but for me going away spending time away from my everyday routine getting into a different environment, getting out in nature. Um, The retreat I went on recently, we sat in circle and had sharing sessions, which, yeah, it's not easy when you've got really deep stuff coming up. But I think, like I say, it really needs to be expressed and whatever sort of situation or scenario works for you. Um, There are some really good cancer charities that I want to mention as well in case you've not come across them so Shine Cancer Support I did their breakout group program and they also run in-person events and meetups um, all across the country but I think uh, they're actually based on down on the south coast but yeah all across the country so Shine Cancer Support and the breakout group was virtual and I highly recommend that even if it's been a while since you finished treatment if you haven't done something like that I think it's a really good course to do um, and they also do a summer camp as well uh, so we went to that in June so they'll, they'll be on again next year so yeah that's Shine. Uh, Life After Cancer they also run online sessions like about returning to work or uh, just having a chat to process things. So I find those really good as well. They do in-person meetups as well, I think. And what was the other one? Oh yeah, the other one was, um, it's called Cancer in Common, um, run by two amazing women who've been through cancer themselves and they organise these incredible events. They're, I have to say they're a bit too uh, loud for me, but if you're more into like, um, 
you know, like going for a bit of a party, a bit of a celebration with people who understand what you've been through on a cancer basis, um, then they are incredible. Um, yeah, about just bringing some fun into it, like meeting other people who've been through similar things. So yeah, those are the ones that I have had some connection with and found really, really useful and supportive. So definitely with healing, just allowing that space and making those connections really helps. Um, I think plotting out a wellness map, as I said, uh, with a mental line and physical line, just so that you can sort of visualize it and recognize that sort of cyclical nature in it that, yeah, to see that you don't beat yourself up and think, oh, well, I should be, I should be better by now. Or why do I feel so crap? Like it does, it's a big thing to deal with, like mentally because of what we make cancer mean in our culture and all of this sort of um, popular culture, like the way it's portrayed in the movies and everything. Like it just means that when it does happen to you, that it's a heavy, heavy thing to process. So just allow yourself space and grace around that. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention was just around supporting yourself. So for me, I have quarterly scans now, quarterly monitoring scans. And again, that's another cycle that we can tap into. So when you've just had a scan and you get the good results, the all clear, um, there's that high level of confidence. Okay, I've just had a test. Everything's okay. I can be okay for a while. And then <laughs> gradually as time goes and you're waiting for the next one to come around. So I'm actually due one next week. Um, so then you find yourself getting to a lower confidence place like, oh, it's been three months. Hopefully everything's still OK. But yeah, the the scanxiety, scanxiety as it's known, um, it is real. Um, and just again, giving yourself space around that, um, especially if you are working, like keeping your colleagues, you know, up to date with what what you're having, you know, when your tests are what you have to have done for them. So for me, um, because I have a CT scan with contrast dye, that means I actually have to not eat for four hours beforehand uh, it, the dye that they inject so that they can get better um, scans can also upset your stomach quite badly. So it, it it's not like a simple go for a checkup and hope everything's okay. There's also blood tests. So it's it's just a bit more involved. It basically for me takes most of the day if I go there sort of mid-morning uh I'm always there for like an hour or two while they organize everything and then afterwards yeah just not really feeling like I just want to come home and rest on the sofa like after the anxiety of it so just again keeping people in the loop around that of like when you're having it and what to expect and not putting pressure on yourself to like just pop out for the scan and then pop back into work because I think we just need space around all of it really just to be gentle to ourselves and I think generally uh, companies need to be a bit more aware of everything that comes up post-cancer like the mental challenges like not just snapping back into once you've been given the all clear like it's not just a case of snapping back into well everything's as it was back to work um doesn't really doesn't work like that and if companies are expecting people to do that yeah it's just not not giving any space for mental health at all and it's just not going to 
get the best work done or yeah it's just not going to be productive overall so that's a big passion of mine as well is just um, helping spread this message around supporting people who've been through cancer a bit better afterwards especially because the numbers are increasing so much um, basically I think since don't quote me on this on the exact stat but in the last uh, 20 years cancer in under 50s has gone up by 79 percent it's it's something like that so the reality is that employers are going to be dealing with it more and more unfortunately people are going to be going through this so we need to yeah sort of as people who've been through it raise awareness of what is actually needed afterwards um especially yeah because cancer generally is seen as something that affects older people but when you you've been through it at a younger age in your 30s or 40s maybe early 50s like you're still going to work and everything that comes with that needs to be adapted so I hope that's been useful um just as a general riff on why healing isn't linear, um, a few tips that I've had along the way that have helped. Um, I would say it's definitely worth as well seeking out, uh, if you can get any counselling or therapy there um, through Macmillan, if you phone up their support line and ask for counselling, I believe they partner with Booper and they offer you six sessions for free. Um I think we need more than six sessions, but at least it's a start. And uh, yeah, if you can afford to book in regular time with a therapist, I'd also recommend that because there's just stuff that needs to come up and be processed. Otherwise, it's like it's all it's like it's still hanging over you. Like we need to let all of that stuff that comes up actually come out and be processed and all of that stuff. Um so yeah, I hope that was useful and uh, let me know as always if you have any questions or comments. Um, I will, I'll be happy to respond. I'm on Instagram as um, I am Lauren underscore Jane. So feel free to drop me a message and uh, I will be back with the next episode soon, hopefully. And that's that episode all wrapped up. If you'd like to get in touch, my website is lauren-jane.com. On there, you can find details of all the work that I do, the one-to-one work that I do with clients, my membership and my group program, which is coming soon. If you would like to drop me an email, it's hi at lauren-jane.com. Thanks for listening.